0: Number seven, I'm pretty sure, is the bane of all English teachers' existence, and that is the fake word irregardless. The re in regardless already takes care of the negative. Adding ear just makes it a double negative. The only correct use of this word is regardless, as in, you can't use the word irregardless regardless of how you feel about it.
1: Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really, Internet Airwaves?
2: It's, it's okay. You can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really
1: cool.
0: All right. Sorry, I'm just
1: Internet Airwaves. Okay, then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Your host, Mark Scalia.
2: Yeah! And we're back. Another week. We're back. Everybody's online. We're having some fun. Uh, You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. It is so good to be back on air and live, as always. It is so fun. Um, And (laughs) I actually, the show is starting later than I wanted because I was doing something and I looked up at the clock and I was like, Son of a bitch! I, I I started doing some new promo stuff. There's a new promo today. There's a totally new promo tonight and I had done the theme and I go I don't I don't I don't like where it is. I don't I don't want it like that so I spent the last 15 minutes redoing it which so it's done it's just not part of the show tonight. So what the fuck. But you know uh let's just start everything off right. Uh, let me first welcome our um, Mixler listeners which is mixler.com which is a site um That we broadcast through, and if you're on it, you can actually chat live. So let me welcome my online chatters, Karen, Mike, Jay, Phyllis, Kim, Chris, and four elsewhere, it says, which is a total bad way to say. It's just people that don't want to sign in using, um, you know, their Facebook, which is fine, because Big Brother's everywhere. And as we all know, if you watched any movies the past week, Ultron's out there, bitches. So... (laughs) but i'll get into that in a moment uh and if you're listening through my website thank you so much markscalia.com uh and if you do want to participate in the chat just click the box that you're listening to and it will shoot you right over uh to uh to the listening site and you can sign in uh and if you're listening through itunes again thank you uh you're listening to us in the past everything that's already happened has already uh already happened so and speaking of happening Let's start it off right with the happening now monologue.
0: Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's them. when. Just now. We're it now. Now. Go back to then. When. Now. 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 I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon.
2: Yes, and uh, tonight's show is sponsored by uh, Apothecary Wine, <laughs> which I'm drinking right now. See, this is me drinking. <laughs> Mm. oh anyway <laughs> so this is the happening now monologue where i get to kind of vent i'm gonna keep this quick um because uh, to be honest a lot has been going on but i i want to save it for the show because i got a lot of good energy and i want to keep it up um i saw my doctor had my uh back uh looked at as i said last week um got my steroids and a few good the steroids were amazing oh my god no wonder people take them um But now I have to go to a physical therapist, and of course, uh, it's actually not bad, but I'm doing like yoga positions, and the guy's like, well, it's easy. You just go like this. I'm like, dude, you're like fucking 15. Of course, you can move like this. I'm trying to do downward dog and not have a fart come out while I do it. So uh, my advice for the week, before I get into the other stuff, is find the opportunity. The opportunity for what? For whatever it is you want find the opportunity. If you want to be a dick, find the opportunity. If you want to spread some love, find the opportunity. If you want to uh, uh, be a miserable cretin and just be to yourself, then find the opportunity. This is a very important month for a bunch of different reasons. A few days ago, actually two days ago, it was April four. I mean, May 1st, 4th, may 4th it's like a sip of wine what the fuck happened which of course everybody the internet is like gonna break with may the fourth be with you and then of course the next day is cinco de mayo where they put mayonnaise in a sink um and, of course, this Sunday, it's Mother's Day. Did you know that, guys? And you got to celebrate with mothers. Oh, oh, oh,
0: ma- mama said, 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 ma- mama said.
2: <laughs> it's, yeah, and you got to celebrate with mothers. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something I probably shouldn't do. But I am, in fact, going to call uh, Karen's mother <laughs> to wish her a happy Mother's Day. She, she just got a...
1: She, Chris. Hi.
2: Hi. Happy Mother's Day.
1: Thank you, Mark.
2: I, I know it's early, but I figured I'd say Happy Mother's Day anyway.
1: Well, thank you so much.
2: So um, since I have you on the line, uh-huh. I, I would like to play a game with you. Okay. I would like to play... <laughs> I would like to, but first, I, do you want to hear my Mother's Day promo I did? Sure. Okay. Here's my Mother's Day promo. With the new intro music that your a grandson actually composed, Derek.
3: And now, another installment of History.
0: The ancient Greeks were among the first to pay tribute to mom. Sort of. Their spring festival honored Rhea, the mother of all Greek gods. That holiday didn't pan out. I got diarrhea! But the modern era Mother's Day was created by Anna Marie Jarvis.
3: Hello, I am Jarvis.
0: I am a program. In 1910, West Virginia became the first state to observe the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. And in 1914, President Wilson signed a bill that officially made the second Sunday in May Mother's Day. Winston! Winston! The holiday was meant to be spent in church. Afterwards, sons and daughters would write loving letters to their mothers.
4: What's this? A letter for me.
0: Since then, Mother's Day has become one of the most profitable holidays for florists and the phone company's highest volume day of the year. Call your mom. Millions of moms around the world receive extra attention and well deserved hugs. This has been History.
2: So there we go, Chris. So that's uh, that's this day. It's Mother's Day for Thank you. Thank
1: you for that history lesson.
2: <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, since I thought I was going to, uh, I'm going to play a game and see if I know it. And you're going to be playing against the listeners. That's how cool this is going to be. Oh. Um, we're going to play a game called Free Sample Remix. It is new music created from old music. Play this record as frequently as possible. <laughs> and That's how it goes. Now free sample is a game where uh, it's not really a game but because you're on it it should be interesting to play. Okay, so what they're going to do is I'm going to play you a song and you have to figure out uh, where the sample comes from.
1: Where the sample
2: comes from? Yeah, the, a lot of these songs are in your demographic. Some of the original songs are from uh, 77, 75 and 73. Have you ever heard this song? Singing, just wasting time. Let's see if my listeners know it. Do you know who this
1: is? No, I, I can't
2: say really it. Okay. This is Kid Rock. Have you heard? Oh,
1: oh, Kid Rock. I yeah, thought Kid. He was an
2: actor. <laughs> yeah, he's acting. He's acting like a record star. Um, so, the name of the song is called "Wasting Time." But I don't know if you heard. Like in the middle of that, did you hear? Did you hear this part? Like this part? It almost sounds like the Sopranos theme song. I right know this part. Bam, 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 bam. Can you hear that part? A little bit. A little bit. Do you know what that's from?
1: Uh, no, I do not.
2: The bam, bam, bam. It's from uh, Fleetwood Mac. Oh,
1: Fleetwood Mac.
2: Yeah, Secondhand News it's from this song. Do you know this song?
1: i that one bam, 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 bam. So,
2: so you know what happens when you put together wasting time by kid rock and second hand news by fleetwood mac you know what you get what do you get you get wasted second hand time <laughs> and i've slowed it down enough so that it mixes right
3: <laughs>
1: Here it comes There's been a couple
0: of months in this
2: Boom. See that? Also, that's how. You know something? When you say the bump, 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 bow, bump, bump, it sounds. You sound, you mm-hmm. sound oh, like oh, this. Mama said. Mama t- said. My <laughs> mama said. Mama said. that My mama said. My mama m- said.
0: <laughs> m- said, m- m- said.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's almost the same. To me, it sounds very similar. So, do you do you remember this song? This was by Beyonce from two thousand three. Oh yes, I
1: remember
2: that. Yeah. Do you know what song they sampled for this song? Oh, pretty much gave it to you right there.
1: I love you, love you, baby.
2: It is by Donna Summer. The originals from 1975.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You are killing it. She knows this. Every All my listeners are like going crazy for you. Yes. Yeah. And this is where it's going to get a little uncomfortable because uh, Karen and uh, Stacy are listening. So this is where it's going to get really strange. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to let this play out because I want everyone to feel awkward.
1: Oh, because he
2: does that funny breathing. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> funny breathing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's called moaning. <laughs> funny, funny breathing is called moaning. Last time I checked. So, So when you put together Naughty Girl by Beyonce and Love to Love You Baby, you know what you get?
1: When you put together Naughty Girl by Beyonce and Love to Love Your Baby.
2: By Donna Summer, what do you get?
1: You get a naughty girl who has a baby.
2: <laughs> kind of. You get Love to Love Your Naughty Girl.
4: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, you don't have to extrapolate that far. We're just putting titles together, really. <laughs> <laughs> so then they mix together real nice. All right. We don't have time for that. How
1: Whatever. are we doing so far?
2: You're doing fine. I don't know. I guess you're doing good. Everybody's uh, typing really straight. They think it's funny when Karen's on the show. So apparently, you're a, you're a big hit. I'll tell you what. How about this one? You might you might remember this. It's come out in 1986. You might remember this one. My, my listeners it. might and know this.
3: Boy, uh-huh.
1: Do
2: you know what song this is?
1: No, I don't.
2: That's She's crafty by the Beastie Boys.
4: Oh, the Beastie Boys. The
2: Beastie Boys, yes. That was, that was 1986. I was driving around in my 76 Cutlass blaring this cassette in Everett. <laughs> the Beastie Boys.
1: But what they, year was that? 86?
2: That was 86, but they actually sampled some of that song. Do you know what they sampled it from? No, I don't. From Led Zeppelin, The Ocean. See?
3: Wow. That's
1: cool.
2: Yeah. So, now do you recognize this song? Do you remember this song?
1: Yes, I, I, I do recall it.
2: <laughs> you were what? You do oh, recall oh, it. Oh, you a do recall bit. it. So, you know what happens when you put together She's Crafty by the Beastie Boys and The Ocean by Led Zeppelin? You know what you get?
1: A crafty girl who loves to surf.
2: No, <laughs> you you're going too far down the road. <laughs> you get crafty ocean, crafty ocean, crafty ocean. Oh yeah, the Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: Beastie Boys.
2: Yeah, so it's crafty ocean. You put them together, and we just listen to this part. Right here it comes. Okay. That's how it mixes.
4: Wow,
1: that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. So uh, do, I I don't want to give too much away, but do you have any plans for Mother's Day?
1: No. What are we all doing?
2: I don't know what we're doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you, uh, no, I haven't made any plans yet. Do you,
2: do you think it's some kind of surprise or something?
1: No, no surprise.
2: Okay. Chris, um, you know me. I'm not in charge of anything.
1: Neither am I. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So is this your first time calling a radio station?
1: Oh no, I used to call radio stations all the time and enter contests. <laughs> and I used to win a lot of contests too.
2: Yeah. What what did you what did you win on the radio?
1: Oh gosh. I've won tickets to concerts, but probably one of the biggest prizes I won. I won a ski trip for a weekend. When was this? Oh, my gosh. It's probably like twenty five years ago.
2: Oh. Did you go? Where'd you go?
1: Oh, did we go? Yes. And don't ask me why I entered it, because I was trying to win a diamond ring. (laughs) Instead, I won.
2: What? Hold on on a second. What? (laughs) What What did you just... Don't ask me.
1: They were giving away three prizes. Okay. (laughs) And I was going for a diamond ring. Okay. But I got second prize, which was a weekend at Attach, sorry, Wildcat Mountain, in New Hampshire. Lessons, (laughs) everything was included, lodging, food. It was really quite a nice trip. There was only one big problem. What's that? I don't ski. <laughs> you know, it was a nice little getaway for us, so I went, and we had lessons.
2: Your daughter George just you, Georgia—just said, uh, imagine my mother on skis.
1: <laughs> well, actually, it didn't turn out so good. <laughs> I had a lesson. First of all, they told me I was going to be skiing on a bunny slope, because I told them I never skied before. And they said, don't worry, don't worry, it's a bunny slope. And okay. I went, okay, I, I can deal with that. But we first all had a little lesson, and everyone was doing great. There was about 10 people were all in a circle, and the guy wanted to teach us how to, you know, go around corners, so he stuck ski poles in the snow. And I was heading right for one, and I knew I didn't want to get hit in the face, so I did the next best thing. I picked it up out of the snow. <laughs> okay. And he said to me, nobody ever has done that before.
2: I'm not, I'm not
1: surprised. <laughs> because now we were going to go, quote, unquote, on the bunny slope, okay. which turned out to be a giant rabbit slope because it was not a bunny slope. So we get in the ski lift and we're going up. And I said to George, I don't think I want to do this. And he said, well, no, we're in the lift. We have to now. We have to ski down the, you know, the mountain. So first of all, when it stopped, the guy must have put the brakes on too hard to stop it because I went flying out of the chairlift, <laughs> face down in the snow. Okay. So I already didn't like it. The guy, said, my instructor's name was Tom. When I got up there and I looked down how high we were, I looked at him, and I said, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. He goes, oh, no, come on. It's not it's not bad. I'll help you. So I said to him, not a problem. You take the other people down, and I'll go down. I'll go back down in the basket, in the lift. <laughs> in
0: the basket.
1: <laughs> but he said I couldn't do that because that was just going back down to pick more skiers yeah. and go back up the mountain.
2: Yeah. and only So
1: I couldn't go down. And I thought it was a simple fix. It's going down to the lodge anyhow, right? So why couldn't I have got in the lift?
2: Because it doesn't go that way, because you're supposed to go down the mountain.
1: Well, anyhow, (laughs) Tom said to me, I will guide you down the mountain, because I was petrified. Like a St.
2: Bernard, gotcha.
1: I was so scared. Meanwhile, everybody, including George, is going up and down, going, coming back on the lift. I'm still on top of the mountain with my instructor. Okay. And I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. And he says, come on, I'm going to hold your hands real tight. And I'm going to guide you down. Yeah. You you just let me guide you down the mountain. Okay. So I'm facing the mountain. So his back was to it. You know, we're going down. So he's pulling me. So I was so petrified, I shut my eyes real tight. I didn't want to see. I just wanted him to get me down the damn mountain. And all of a sudden, it felt very lightweight. I didn't feel him. And I opened my eyes into my horror. You're not going to believe what happened.
2: What happened?
1: Well, I was holding him so tight that I ripped off his mittens. And when I opened my eyes, I had his mittens in my hand, his ski gloves. Where was he? He was skiing backwards down the mountain. He was going down because I pulled off his mittens, and the force gave him momentum. I sat down on the snow, and he came back up and got me. And he said, you've got to ski down. Look, we're on flat surface. I I don't know. His version of flat and my version... Are not the same.
2: My listeners are typing all this funny stuff. Oh, good grief, Mark! And then, uh, dear Penthouse, so. Uh, this is this is Penthouse forum story.
1: <laughs> Penthouse. Yeah, I thought Penthouse had not these kind of stories. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey Chris, uh, I actually have to get to my guest, but thank you for calling, and have a wonderful Mother's Day. And thank you. Well,
1: for thank you for calling.
2: Playing some of the game, we'll have to get you on. Uh, we'll have to get you on again, maybe uh, around your birthday or something like that.
1: Well, thank you so much for calling, Mark.
2: All right, thank well, you. will see you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye.
2: That was Karen's mom. <laughs> I didn't know where that ski store was going. I really didn't. That's why I started playing the music. I did. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've gone a little bit longer And I know my guest is being very patient But he's an actor And you might have listened in some of the music That was coming up Uh, He's part of a band uh, A band called Dancing Madly Backwards And my guest is Michael Wingate Seavey When we come back, we're going to talk to him Listening to Radio Regardless I'll be right back
3: this episode of Real Celebrity Rumors. The Flintstones. The show first aired on September 30th, 1960, but was cancelled six years later, due to the one-a-day vitamin scandal. More difficulties came, when Fred's dog died by choking on a brontosaurus bone. A police autopsy revealed later it was actually from, an apatosaurus. In April 1987, Wilma filed for divorce. Later that year, she wrote a tell-all book. Yabba-dabba-doos and do-nots. My life as a Flintstone. Fred now lives alone in bedrock. And on the next real celebrity rumors. The Powerpuff Girls. Sugar, spice, and not everything nice. Hi, this is Paul Kravitz. You're listening to Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia. Or is it with? I don't know, but you're listening to it, and that's the important thing.
2: And you're back at Radio Wear, regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via Skype is the aforementioned, very talented, musically inclined, Michael Wingate CV. This is my wonderful audience. Listen to them. They love you. Oh, they're too kind. They love you, sir. They're, easy, they're easily trained. Watch this. Shut up. See how good they are? Come back. Come back. Yes. There we go. Yeah, they're very good. They're just, they're a wacky talented group. So, uh, Michael, first thing, let's get this out of the way. Uh, the name of the show is Never Trust Anybody with Three, first, uh, Three Names. Uh, Ouch. So, oh. no. <laughs> actually, my rule is never trust anybody with two first names. Because, you know, like, uh, you know, people have names like uh, James Taylor. It the oh, yeah. two first names. The worst thing is two first names that are indeed two last names. I don't trust that shit either. Most serial killers three names.
4: Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, um, that's also terrifying. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't well, know. I don't. I don't have, have a, a problem at some
2: point. Where's no, you I don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, um, I no. I'm I'm broadcasting via the internet. The internet is everywhere, and I am uh, nowhere. So, <laughs>
4: no worries. I'll, I'll find you. No
2: but no, it's fine. So, uh, is it is uh now why is it Michael Wingate CV? Is it Wingate CV? How's
4: well, my middle name Wingate. My my great 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 some odd grandfather Payne Wingate was the first senator of New Hampshire.
2: Very uh, cool.
4: Yeah, so that's a that's a name that's been passed down. I'm uh, I'm currently the youngest of the Wingate family in
2: america so see that's that's very cool that you you have a middle name like that See, i don't have a middle name so it's but if it if i had a middle name you have one no no i don't have a middle name (laughs) we were so poor i didn't have enough money for (laughs) my father actually didn't have a middle name and he uh he after i got named he became senior and i became junior so technically i have a title
4: that's right. My brother is like that too. My brother has a, is the fourth, and my
2: father's the third. See, that's kind of cool. Like a number at the end of your name is actually kind of cool, it, you know. Anyway, so now we get the Wingate out of the solution, so which is cool. Um, but um, you and I met, and this is a, a very cool, uh, very cool story. Is the night we met? I was doing a show up at uh, is it Radloff's Cigar Bar in rochester rochester new hampshire and you just happen to be there i don't and again i you have not heard this story but i called my wife this was like the coolest night because we had a really cool night um yeah, you know i did some good night it was a fantastic night i mean it, maybe it was the cigar maybe cigars maybe it was the wine or wines but right. it was really cool it it really kind of it felt very uh existential it felt very you know all things so it was such a cool night and i got to find out about you and you gave me a cd which i just found you know i i I had downloaded everything to itunes but i found the actual cd now uh before we get into some of that we'll get into your acting stuff um but i want to talk a little bit of the band dancing madly backwards now how did you first of all how'd you come up with that name
4: um we cheated (laughs) Uh, dancing madly backwards is actually the first track on the i think 1969 or 1970 album captain beyond by captain beyond
2: captain beyond
4: oh, yeah captain beyond that's a great band they were uh, they were only around for like three years they never played um any big live shows but they produced three albums they were like members of led zeppelin uh iron butterfly and um Eat Purple. purple got together
2: Oh, yeah, you can, I'm looking at New Wikipedia, strange dudes, look at the, al- the album covers are very freaky.
4: Oh, they're gorgeous.
2: Well, this is when they did, you know, actual album covers, not fucking Beyonce sitting there with a windblown dress up her ass. Yeah,
4: come
2: on. I'm sorry, I'm a little I'm a little biased. Anyway. No,
4: I, co- I completely, um, I'm, I'm with you. You gotta have those hand-painted album covers
2: again. And they, you know, with real stuff that yeah, you had, you know, and you would... Roll joints on them. So Dancing Madly backwards. Let's just stick with the program. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how you got it from, from Captain Planet. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's, that's You probably remember Captain Planet. Oh, I know
4: Captain Planet. Of course you
2: know Captain Planet. Savor the universe. Um, well, uh, no, I thought Flash, Flash was the savior
4: of the universe. Flash, Flash Gordon.
2: <laughs> you caught me. You caught me. <laughs> because Flash... He'll save every one of us. There we go. Oh, got <laughs> yeah. it, got yes, it. he's We're a saver of the universe. Man. Yes, he is. He- he-
4: man was the master of the
2: universe. do <laughs> he- <laughs> I don't want to play that theme. Oh, oh wait a minute. But you know something. My listeners had beaten me to the punch. They just put up your SoundCloud. Whoa! Um, look at that, Michael. See, C- yeah, and you can see that right now because you're on the chat. That is Jay Velatka. Um, Jay loves music. He's he's a he's a really good guy. He's a phenomenal guy around town. Uh, great actor. He's really into music. He's been a very dedicated to the show. And now he's fucking stalking you. So good luck with that. Hey, that's cool. The more than Mary. Yeah. Well, if you don't need both kidneys, call Jay. That's what. You can join the three
4: name club. We'll go after you. Can- <laughs>
2: So what instrument or instruments do you play in the band?
4: Good question. I play guitar, bass, harmonica, piano, organ, trumpet, and I sing.
2: Oh, my God. And how long has the band been in existence?
4: Um, let's see. Dancing by the Backwards. We've been together since, um, Christ, since I was a junior in high school. So about four years now. And you know, you- We've put out two albums at this point, and we're looking to put out a live album at the end of the summer, I think.
2: I played "Cold One on Me," um, but that's the live version. Ad- yes. Okay. In in what album is that on?
4: That's on our second album, "Strings and Things."
2: Okay, because the album I have is "Dancing Madly Backwards," and it's DMB.
4: Uh, yeah, it's like one of those self-titled things, like when Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers came out with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Um, I don't know. I wanted to. We wanted to call it um, "Greenback Boogie" after uh, after all of our favorite songs on the. Uh, on the album But I think we decided on the self-titled thing To come up with more of um sort of, sort of an honest and humble approach to it
2: The other thing I wanted to kind of touch on Before we go to our second break Is I found out you were an actor Before the musician It was almost this simultaneous thing But you said you Because I thought you were a comic Because we were having such a good time We were laughing right.
4: I'm like uh, Yeah, that was good over, I go, Over cigars and, and, and scotch or wine yeah. Whatever we were drinking
2: And and I think Uh, if memory serves, it was you and two other guys, and you were like way overdressed for the occasion.
4: Oh, we were on our way to a strip club. Right. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) That was happening. And you picked on us all night for it. And that was... I did
2: because... Well, Radloff's is a... It's a, it's, it's a dive bar. It's this little hole in the wall. Yeah. It's very cozy. It's clean and nice and uh, informal. And it's a really good place to just kind of go. But it's this cozy little bar. And everybody's, you know, very friendly. And you guys show up wearing fucking suits. <laughs> I'm like, um, I don't know. Did the Volvo break down? And you guys yeah. just in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> You guys never went to the strip club, and I was trying to talk into the whole. time I'm going, what the fuck are you doing
4: here? You were too funny, man. It, we, were, we got in, and uh, we we're going <laughs> to grab a drink before we left. And um, we kept checking, we kept checking online during your show. We had my, my buddy Gunther, who we were with. We were all suited up, ready to go off to like Salisbury to some strip club.
2: Oh, that strip club. Oh, that's a that oh one. oh. Don't touch anything in there. Even the girls don't touch anything in there. <laughs>
4: We were uh, we were on our way there, and, um, well, we just wanted to stop by for a quick drink because we knew drinks at the strip club would be, like, 50 bucks for half a glass of scotch. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we stopped in. We realized it was comedy night. You were really funny. We didn't want to be rude and leave. So by the time the end of your act came around, we were like, well, we can either hit the road and go to Salisbury, or we can get drinks and cigars and hang out with the comedians. So, well,
2: Oh, we had such a – oh, my God. It was so fun. You guys were so fun. It was just – This amazing, you know, uh, as my wife would say, a serendipitous moment where, you know, I wasn't supposed to be there, but I was. And then I met you guys and we're hanging out in the band, you know, talking to the guys, uh, you know, and listening to the music and then drinking. And then, and again, it was one of these, it was so cool of this. And then I think we had this really cool. It got weird for a second. It was that philosophical: "What if we were all?" Remember that? It was like: "What if we were all kernels of grains of sand, and the sand matters, but it doesn't?" It was like we got all fucking weird for a
4: second. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gunther was pretty
2: stoned that night. Oh my god, it was Gun- Gunther was hysterical. He's like, "Well, you know," and he's he's like a scientist or something, isn't he? Oh that's Chris. Chris was a scientist. Chris is a scientist. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it was so funny. But we had a great oh my God, it was so fantastic meeting you. And you tonight, speaking of uh, you know to get into your other profession, you actually did a monologue tonight, right? You were just up and I did.
4: Uh, well this monologue that I just did was a part of a class actually it was my technically my final, my last final of college. so oh uh, I'm officially done as of this moment.
2: How much did that cost?
4: Uh, too much, too
2: much.
4: <laughs> An arm, half a leg.
2: Yes. My soul. As long as you got a kidney, Jay's still going to hunt for you. So
4: <laughs>
2: make sure. So this was your final year, kind of a graduating or your final.
4: Uh, I'm actually, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not graduating, but I'm also not returning next year. Uh, oh. Yeah, unfortunately, my um, financial situation isn't the greatest, and I can't really uh, afford the out-of-state tuition to go to UMass, which is where I'm at. And um, I mean, I've I've found solace in the fact that I've got a full-time job working for a record company out in Boston. I'm playing in you know four different bands. I'm having a lot of fun with my life, and I'm making enough to get by. So that's what pushes me through.
2: Nice. Hold on, Jay just said something about unraveling a scalpel or something. <laughs> it's just- Really, he's really gonna fucking cut your kidney out. I think it's not even a joke anymore.
4: Can he triangulate my position? Or I, I don't
2: know. He could, he, should I be on the move? No, or? you're see, you're calling me, and I'm broadcasting from an undisclosed location. So, uh, go yeah. on, I'm listening. Uh huh. <laughs> 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 we're just having some fun. So I'll tell you what Michael um it is it's really good and I want to catch up a little bit more I want to find out more about uh, what got you into acting and stuff like that um but because of my own my own glitch I actually want to take another quick break. it's a really quick break but when we come back I want to talk to you a little bit more and we're gonna we're gonna test you a little bit.
4: Let's have some fun.
2: All right let's have some fun. You are listening to radio irregardless with me your host Mark Scalia're right back. job he's ever had has been a paper route. He runs to mommy and daddy every time he has a boo-boo. On dates, he has the woman cut up his vegetables. He once spent 18 hours in a basement playing World of Warcraft just to get the Scarab Lord achievement. He is the
3: most immature man in the world. I don't often go to bed without supper, but when I do, it's because I've been bad. Stay thirsty, my friend.
2: And you're back at Radio where Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still on the Skype line, Michael Wingate CV, talented actor, amazing musician, and wasting his Wednesday night with me. How sweet is that? How fucking sweet is that? So the acting thing, how long you been doing that?
4: Oh geez, um, my mother would like to say since I could speak. <laughs> um,
2: and you, and, that, but you are going to UMass. You were going to UMass uh, for for acting
4: for theater, yes.
2: For theater, sorry. and how? Well, not to you know. I know that may you're not returning, but how many years you've been at UMass?
4: Uh, I just finished my third year.
2: Okay. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, now Jay's just put something up. I don't know what that is. Are you doing a Romeo and Juliet Kickstarter thing?
4: Oh yeah, the um, the Kickstarter will um, it ended a few weeks uh, a month ago maybe. Um, we just finished our production of Romeo and Juliet. Um and this guy's really researching me. No, I'm telling yeah. you.
2: He's he's obs- that's this is creepy. <laughs> this is No, I like too- it. It's good. <laughs> You
4: you Uh, can have him kickstart you for another year at UMass. Give me attention. Give me attention. (laughs) No, but uh, yes, I just finished a production of Romeo and Juliet with this theater company I just started called uh, Shakespeare in the Courtyard. It was really cool. I just finished um, playing the role of Romeo, actually. Um,
2: Congratulations.
4: Thank you. Thank you. It was uh, about seven months of really arduous work. And and the idea is we do Shakespeare in... um, sort of unconventional theater spaces. So Romeo and Juliet was done in a courtyard in a sort of reverse theater in the round where the audience sits in the middle on this big patch of grass and the action takes place 360 degrees around the stage. It was really neat. Um, so we're trying to throw Hamlet in this this courtyard that's by the library at UMass where the audience will have to stand about 30 feet up um, around this big balcony and look down into this little stone courtyard and have Hamlet be t- taking place thirty feet below them. Oh wow! Uh, it seems pretty. Seems pretty new. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of productions like that before, so I'm excited to put that up.
2: Yeah, it's an uh, interesting take on it. It's a, you know, and it, it you know when you change the dynamic of where the audience sits, it it really changes the performance and the performance style.
4: Absolutely, it does. I mean, especially in Romeo and Juliet, we found ourselves interacting with the crowd quite a bit. Um, because we would have to walk through the audience to get to our next spot. And we would uh, we had specific blocking where I would, you know, perch in the middle of the audience and talk to them throughout my monologue.
2: See, that to me is the way, you know, a lot of theater should be, oh, yeah. you know, to walk in the audience and make eye contact with an audience member, you know, even in a few moments like that. It's just, that's really, uh, that's cool theater to me.
4: If you look at Shakespeare and the way it was written and the way it was performed in the 1500s, I mean, you'll see that, They weren't performing for, you know, hoity-toity, snooty, rich people. No. They were performing for drunks and carpenters that were on break and people that wanted to come and eat dinner and stand two feet in front of a stage and then watch two people fight and then watch a guy fight a bear and then watch a dog fight a bear and then watch some (laughs) lady dance and then watch a play. Yeah. To do,
2: I mean, but great for you for doing that for for really kind of going back to the roots of what you know theater was at one point.
4: Thank you. That's exactly what we're trying to do. So, you know,
2: so, do you prefer stage or or film?
4: I honestly, it's when people ask me that question, and they ask me that a lot. I've been in a lot of films. I've been in extra in a lot of films. I've been on television shows and whatnot. Um, and people ask me what i prefer and i can't really say that i have a preference because they're just two different animals it's the difference between playing my guitar on stage and reciting shakespeare on stage you know what i mean as far as the difference between film and stage they're just so different in their approach and the technique you have to use to really get a good performance across and it just they're very different animals you know
2: so now the now between acting and the band which do you prefer
4: See my last
2: comment. <laughs> <laughs> good. Ken, you know something? And that's that's a good place to uh, stop with, with this part. So here's what I want to do. I want to play a game with you because I, I, I started getting into the conversation. I'm like, oh, shit. We have to play a quick game. So, so play a game. Uh, we're going to play a game called If You Can't Say Something Nice.
3: If You
2: Can't
0: Say Something Nice. You warthog-faced buffoon. Don't.
3: So- say nothing
2: at all these are all movie insults where somebody is insulting somebody else in a movie and you have to guess the movie now here's the advantage you have it's you speaking to me via skype almost no delay now as you are witnessing with the online chatters there is a slight delay anywhere between four to eight seconds so you do not have to type in your answer you can just tell me your answer that's your advantage disadvantage, there are more of them than of you. So that's how we're going to kind of do that. So here's the thing. Since you're going against my listeners, they're vicious, as you've already probably told, uh, you well, know, seen. Jay scares me. Jay Jay's, really scares me. <laughs> Jay's a spooky, spooky, spooky dude. He's all right, though. And Kim Santo is not. I think she's unstable, too, but I'm going to leave it He's at that. She's
4: not fucking around.
2: No, she's not. No, she's. I can't even. I don't even. Just, I don't even. If Jay is typing anything, I can't read it. Is it coming he through for he's you? He's
4: putting on his rubber gloves, yeah.
2: Oh, wait a minute. That's That was an old comment, no?
4: He puts it in brackets. I can't read it. How fucking freaky is that, you fucking... But he's just going after me at this point. It's yeah. terrifying.
2: <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket. Anyway. <laughs> so, here we go. Mike, first one.
0: You stupid fuck. You goddamn bitch.
2: <laughs> you stupid Whoa. fuck. You goddamn bitch. I'll give you a hint. The, uh, the second voice is Winona Ryder.
0: Oof.
4: It's not Donnie Darko, is it?
2: Nope. Oh, Kim Santo just buried it with
4: Heathers.
2: Yes, Kim got it right. That is correct. Yes, that is correct. So it's it's one to nothing. So okay, you gotta okay. get.
4: I haven't seen Heather's. So
2: you, n- nobody saw Heather's. It's like who saw cuffs? <laughs> nobody saw cuffs. Uh, this one's another a little abstract, but I will give you some hints on it. There's actually a chain of these movies. They are related because they use the same characters, but they started a bunch of careers from a bunch of different people. Here we go.
0: You fucking tracer! Your mother's a tracer.
2: You fucking tracer! Your mother's a tracer.
4: Uh, is it? Chasing Amy? It's Chasing Amy. What? That is correct.
2: Ooh, yeah. Chasing
4: Amy. That's what I thought.
2: Bing, bang, fucking boom. That's one up, boys and girls, if you're playing at home. Here's the last one. Five
0: seconds. Hey, where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store?
4: <laughs> oh, come on, man.
0: <laughs> I just love that so. Hey, where did you get those clothes? At the The toilet store?
2: (laughs) Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet toilet. (laughs) store? So there you go.
0: That is
2: correct. So you got two, and the audience got one. So the audience will get this. And you, Michael Wingate Seavey, will get this. First time ever played. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Rocky, Rocky, oh, I feel good. Rocky. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky,
2: Rocky. <laughs> but Michael, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna take our last and final break when we come back uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to you a little bit more about acting the band uh, and also I'm gonna ask you the three questions I have ask all my um, guests your first time, your best time. And your worst time. We're going to take our third and final break. Listen to The Greenback Boogie in this last segment. You are going to enjoy it. And we'll be right back.
3: The greenback boy
2: And you're back at Radio Way, regardless, with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And I was just saying to Michael, I go, oh, that was awkward. So it's <laughs> like it is a much longer pause than I had anticipated, but that's fine. So the, that was the Greenback Boogie uh, by Dancing Madly Backwards. Uh, and do you now this was on your first album. Um, how much different is the, uh, the new album, like style-wise? Um, Did you change much?
4: It's, yeah it gets a little more um a little more electric a little heavier a little more new age um i think the first album we really tried to capture what the original dancing madly backwards group was was um we didn't have a drummer and we were um oh really yeah we were coming out of this this rock and roll band straight up you know guns and roses acdc rock and roll band and uh it was it was Lewis the lead the now lead guitarist of dancing heavyvy backwards and Louis the now bassist of dancing Mavy backwards. Louis is Lewis's father. It's weird. it's crazy. it's a big old family thing. We're like the partridge family something like that. <laughs> um, but, uh, so uh
2: the little girl yeah, just died recently not to bring it down, but I think the, oh no yeah, I think the little girl just died the the one yeah and the partridge was it the I think it was the Partridge family yeah. Bad day. Anyway, sorry. Bringing everybody down. See what happens? You get these non sequitur, and I'm still fucking freaked out by all Jay's comments. Jay's Jay's still
4: going. Yes. Yes. Wow. I'm I'm telling you.
2: You know? He's like, what does he got? He's got like. um, he is the, he's the he's got like Trivial Pursuit Tourettes. It's, <laughs> it's like oh my God! You know I was just thinking about Paul Revere the other day. When what did he where, where did he leave from? Hey, son, North Boston, here come He's <laughs> just such a challenge. You know? <laughs> I love it. I'm but there. he's such a sweetheart of a guy. Just don't um, watch your kidney. That's all I'm saying. So.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I, I got my eye on it right now. Right, <laughs> so he could he
2: could just sneak in. We could he could be typing on his phone. You never know. Um, but you guys, you said you were the you were the uh, the Barge family. You had no drummer.
4: Yeah, we had no drummer. Um, we <laughs> he's still going. Jay's still going. We uh, so we had no no drummer, and uh, we were two acoustic guitarists and a bassist, and um, we all sang, and it was just a sort of a Crosby, Stills and Nash kind of mm-hmm. feel. <laughs> um, and we started writing all of the songs for the first album before we had a drummer. So if you listen to the songs on the first album, um, the drums are added after the writing. They weren't factored mm. in when we wrote the song to begin with. So um, they feel a lot more rootsy Americana sort of um, acoustic folk. Um, whereas if you look on the second album, Strings and Things, this is where we really hit our stride as a you know, southern rock, blues rock band. Um yeah. really drawing a lot from Leonard Skinner, really drawing a lot from Styx, Ario Speedwagon, just really nice blues southern rock. Yeah. Um, coming out of New Hampshire for some reason.
2: Styx was a huge thing, uh, when I was a kid, uh, you know, growing up with, you know, that music and especially Ario Speedwagon and um, you know, some of the before the real metal stuff came out. Um you know, my somebody's gonna start singing "I Sail Away" in a minute. But I'm gonna I'm gonna move on quick from that because uh, I don't want to start singing. Because uh, Jay will put in the link to YouTube for fucking "Come Sailing Away," gotcha. which he's probably working on right now, and I can say it now. Uh, oh, come on, got on, got 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 know, Mr. even better. Whatever, creepy, you feel, Mc, creepy McCreep. That he just he had to go there. You had to make it creepy. You had to make it weird. So. <laughs>
4: But sticks was actually the first concert I ever went to. Really? Yeah, sticks in Boston.
2: Oh, see Boston. Yeah, Boston was an amazing band.
4: Oh, I love Boston.
2: Just you know, just too fucking good. And they don't, you know, now everything is overproduced. And you know, you work at a regular company, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. You know how it is, bro. I'd like to say there's a lot, a lot of talented. You know, a lot of. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of talent. But the problem is, it's not. It's, it's overproduced. I don't think it's raw enough, and, and
4: no, I don't think it gets the growth. and the style and the pop, you know. Yeah. It's got to have the wow factor.
2: You know what it is? It's Johnny Bravo. It is
4: Johnny it's, Bravo. It's Greg
2: Brady and Johnny Bravo because the suit fits, and you're the new Johnny Bravo. That's how that <laughs> works. All right. <laughs> um, so, hey, Michael, uh, I would like to ask you the question I ask of all my performers about your first, best, and worst uh, times either on stage in the business. Uh, and you can dwell from two different uh, genres. You can draw from acting and music, or you can go back and forth. Uh, you can pick one of each, or you can just kind of move on. So what was your first – so it, you pick – I'll tell you what, pick your first of what. either, do whatever you like, but your first – Your best and your worst in that order, because the worst is always the funniest horrific story.
4: (laughs) Okay, first, first is actually pretty ridiculous on both of them. My first experience playing in a band, uh, not not like uh, not counting playing trumpet in the uh, in the marching band or in the concert band, you know, as a fourth Mm -hmm. grader, you know, counting. I guess like like rock and roll band. The first time I ever played with a rock and roll band uh, was in seventh grade, when I was 11 years old, I think, tw- uh, 12 years old. And we started a band called Made in China. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because um, we were rebellious and all the best stuff is Made in China. Uh, so we did a cover of we, the, our first and only appearance was at the middle school talent show where we performed our god-awful cover of Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine. If that doesn't sound great enough, in the same year, I had my first real acting experience, and I say real with big old quotation marks around it, uh, <laughs> because I played um, both the conductor in Conjunction Junction and the Bill in I'm Just a Bill Nice. in Schoolhouse Rock, the musical.
2: Did, I didn't know they made a schoolhouse rock the musical.
4: Uh, nor did I.
2: I just I just know about the cartoons.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same thing,
2: real kids. Real kids. Oh. So those are your two first times. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. And what are your two best times in the business?
4: I think the best experience I've ever had acting was this past weekend premiering and closing Romeo and Juliet. Oh, good. Um, so
2: close. I'm very nice.
4: Yeah, it Thanks. was It was the hardest I've ever worked and the most amount of time that I've put in to any role I've ever done. And uh, it, I think it has had the most, the largest payoff. Yeah, I feel really good about it. Uh, and then as far as music goes, I think the coolest experience, I, I don't know really how to say best, but I think the most eye-opening and kind of coolest experience we ever had is dancing Melody backwards, was um, we played at New Britain Rock Cat Stadium over the summer um, for about 9,000 people, which was really something incredible. It was breathtaking to see the audience um, that we played for. I mean, we played outside the gates, um, and then they featured us on the screen during um, the seventh inning stretch. They played our music for the walk-up music for the opposing team, and my brother was actually the production graphics production manager of the baseball team, and he still is. New Britain Rock they're great. They're going to be the Hartford Yard Goats, I think, next year. That's <laughs> actually happening. Hartford Yard Goats, but uh, Yard Goats. We got to go up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a real thing.
3: Okay. And, uh, but we got to go up and
4: hang out in the, uh, in the production booth with all of like, the, the commentators and the radio guy and the man who's running the television oh, uh, production of it and my brother who was running the graphics on the board. It was really neat. Yeah, so
2: absolutely. what a great, that's a, that's a very nice. Oh, so that was fantastic. Now that you've told us about your first time, which was really, <laughs> you know, your induction into these worlds and your best time, which was your, your pinnacle, your, your, your apex of the best. Now you oh, have yes. to tell us <laughs> the funniest <laughs> stories, which will be the worst. So oh, what, yeah. did, what are your worst stories? Experiences your two worst times in acting and in music.
4: There was one of them is very unfortunate. It was uh it was sophomore year of college. Uh, I was in a show called Venus, um, which w- with is a, a, v. a play by with a V with, a, with v. a V yes okay. <laughs> with a V not yeah. in Victor not uh, P as in P right.
2: As I just I was <laughs> I mean it could get worse than the worst. <laughs>
4: That's what I was <laughs> to see. Uh, well, I was in this show, and the show itself wasn't bad. I mean, it's a very controversial show. It's about um, Sarti Bartman, the, um, the hot and tot Venus, the very famous um, African woman who had the giant ass, I don't know if you heard of that. Uh, we were in the middle of this show, which is already an offensive show and a very controversial kind of thought-provoking show, and there was a woman in the front row of the theater, and this theater was a small black box theater. mm mm-hmm. um, and the audience was right up close to the, the performance. And there was a woman in the front, uh, two women sitting right next to each other, right in the front row. One of them, they were both in wheelchairs. Oh,
3: gosh.
4: Uh, they were both getting up there in years. Not elderly, but like getting up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was asleep. <laughs> and one of them very clearly had some sort of um, disorder, just something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which was already, you know, a little, a little um, off putting. You know, just being right there, trying to act right with her. You know, there. And as we're trying to make an exit, she grabbed my arm. <laughs> what? It's like she a, grabbed my arm. It's like magic, oh, Mike. Yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> and I, he, but like my costume, I was wearing a burlap sack. Okay. Over, over. Yeah, that was like the. This is how strange this show is. This is how strange and convoluted this play. I was wearing like these dress pants and a gray button-down shirt and a burlap sack.
2: Yeah, and then and then she said, "Give me your kidney, (laughs) Jesus."
4: Oh, I love it. Um, And but she grabbed my arm. Yeah. And I didn't realize it, which then caused me to lose my balance because I was playing. The Siamese twin of, of my friend Connor, who is also in the play, who's playing my Siamese twin, as things go. Uh, and our burlap sacks were connected by our arms between <laughs> us. And so we both lost our balance and ran into the other woman who was sleeping in a room. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's missing is
2: putting in cats in this story.
4: <laughs> and uh, oh my gosh. Oh my she she woke up. Um hope so. which, it was good. She wasn't dead. She she wasn't dead. She was uh, she was awake. She got up. And she she looked at us and didn't know what was happening. And then looked over at the woman next to her, who apparently was her friend. Mm-hmm. And then pats her on the shoulder and says, "Calm down. They're actors." <laughs> And this,
2: there's another worse story after this. Oh yeah! Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, that is so fucking funny. Oh my god! And people don't believe shit like this happens. Oh, it happens. It
4: happens all the time. <laughs> um, oh. This one's this one's a little less funny and a little more more like heartbreaking, I guess. Is
2: this now? This is uh, the musical side, right?
4: Yes, this is the music. Okay, side, where it gets a little more somber. Uh, take, take the lights down. This girl
2: promised thing. me a threesome, and only two girls showed up. It was terrible. It was the worst. <laughs> the worst experience I've had. Then I woke it's up in I Robert woke came. up in the bathtub covered in ice, and I was missing a kidney. Oh no! <laughs> it's no. So tell us, hey. tell us this one. Um,
4: well, <laughs> it's gonna
2: be tough to top we, that uh, story. This was this
4: was last um, last year. I want to say maybe two years ago, and uh, we were, as dancing madly backwards, we had been trying to break out into the bigger music scenes in New Hampshire. We were local. We were New Hampshire. We 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 played Rochester a lot, but a lot of like open mics and little bars in Rochester, and then we moved to Dover, playing a little bit in Dover. Um, we had our experiences here and there, but mainly we just kind of stuck to the, you know, four bars in Rochester and hopped between them each week. Yeah. Um. And we, were, we decided that it was time to spread out. And we got uh, a really cool venue. We got the Moose Lodge in Portsmouth, which apparently has lots of really great shows. We knew the people, and they rented it out, and they gave us this show and we advertised the crap out of it. You know, I made posters. We put them up all over the place. They advertised the crap out of it. And... Um, we were looking at the crowd because the place seats like 500. We were ready for our biggest show yet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we get there. We've got the trailer. We've got a fucking trailer for all of our stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We drive. It's a snowmobile trailer, and it is filled with amps and and sound and lights and yeah. music and yeah. And we get up where we show up there. We're like blaring Led Zeppelin at the truck. Get out. We're all like, you know, getting on our concert clothes and stuff like our black t-shirts and our black jeans and our badass converse because we're so cool and unique
3: uh
4: and we we set up we get ready we and they open up the bar they open up the food and then by the time the show starts at nine o'clock uh we have two people in the audience (laughs) just two one of them is my my dad um (laughs) one of them was your dad (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and uh, we played. We still play. Oh, you're trying to get crazy that's, with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was crickets. No, that's pretty much exactly what that was.
2: Yeah. I had crickets.
4: Uh, <laughs> we played. We still played. We played a four-hour show,
2: actually. Uh, you did four hours? Oh,
4: yeah. What the fuck? Oh, my God. A lot of
2: fun. Oh, I could not do that. I could not fucking do that. I could... <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: I've I've been on stage where there are I mean I've told joke. I've told jokes for tables and chairs. I, I say it all the time. It wouldn't be my first time. But hmm. what a f- fuck when you show up and then like as a comic, sometimes you like you're going up and there's like, you know, there's three hundred people and then <laughs> And then you, you, and then the show goes on, and more and more people leave, like it's a showcase night or something.
4: Oh yeah, but I
2: know that. Fuck! What happened? What <laughs> happened there?
4: I still ask. I still ask God every day. Uh, why? Why Portsmouth? Why?
2: Four hours. Top that, Scalia. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> no, the longest I've ever been on stage is an hour and a half, and that was mostly jokes, and I did some crowd work, but. what not in front of not in front of that many people no i got i mean my material i could do i could do <laughs> you're halfway there bite me you fucking jay i don't want to say bite me he actually might that's i don't want to put that oh out that's
4: there. terrifying i don't i
2: don't want to put that out there no it's like uh i mean i can do a lot of time on stage and and i have a I'll have a good time and all that but oh just oh my god there have been times i and i said that i say this to my musical guests all the time i go i wish i had a fucking instrument at some point at some of those shows <laughs> one of the worst it's shows speaking to, speaking way. of your neck of the woods remember the uh i think it was the black rose in portsmouth oh sure yeah yeah it was like this was you know 20 years ago um and it was just it was a little and it was an afternoon show and they wanted an afternoon show it was like two in the afternoon. There were, like, five to eight people there, and th- the stage was, like, three and a half feet high. It was, like, super high stage, and you're way in the back, and there was a guy playing harmonica, and, uh, you know, he, he had, like, two, I don't know if it was two pieces, or he had something, he, like, a guitar and a harmonica, that's what it was, and he played, like, you know, Irish songs, and then he would stop, and then we would do, <laughs> we had to do comedy in between. <laughs> oh, good. Like, we were the intermission act for the band, as opposed to the band as an international it was just it was god fucking awful. But four hours in front of two fuck that, dude. Just fuck that. I still think the acting story was slightly funnier. <laughs>
4: oh yeah oh for sure it's funnier i i mean the worst worst time though oh
2: burlap sack is dressed as a
4: oh burlap sack, fucking yeah.
2: siamese twin and she trash you like a magic mic show
4: oh the best part that my siamese twin quote unquote I'm, I'm over here doing air quotes like as if you can see me
2: uh, <laughs> i do i do uh, it too see,
4: the actor playing uh, my Siamese twin. Uh, his name is Connor Denon, a very uh, incredible, incredible actor. Um, he's uh, he's actually in Oxford right now. Nice. Um, but uh, he he is about a foot and a half shorter than me, and um, weighs like he's got to weigh like hundred pounds. He's like he's tiny, he's an itty itty bitty guy, and he was my Siamese twin. <laughs> you should have opened with that. That's my so, Well, this is why I'm not a stand-up no.
2: comedian. No, see, he would have been your conjoined twin, technically. Oh, that's, that's bad. I don't want to get morbid, but he technically would have been your conjoined twin. It, not a Siamese twin, you know, because it's just he's just a head and a, and a he's a couple hands. He's a hand. That's and, a hands. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Mike, we gotta—I tell you uh, now. uh, Now you still live in the uh, the Rochester area, correct? Yes. Yep. So next time I come up there, we gotta hang out again, man. It was too much fun. It was too much oh, fun. Sure. We gotta do that for again. Sure. I'll bring my wife and Jin. She'll uh, get to meet you and and then I'll let her drive, and it'll be fun. It'll be. <laughs>
4: I'll bring Chris and Gunther. We can
2: have. Yeah. We'll f- we'll figure out where that conversation left off about the quantum shit.
4: We'll just figure the grains of sand and
2: the. Oh yeah. Yeah, Jay. No, Jay, you're not coming. You. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's Jay's like bring me to but you know it's not it's not bring me to it's bring me to. That's what, this is probably oh, creepy. Yeah. I love Jay. Uh, so what else? Now, before I let you go, uh, Michael, what do you got coming up? Any, uh, I know you got the play coming up, so promote the play. And by the way, I would have said all that stuff about Facebook and stuff like that, but Jay's been all over it. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> if you want to follow him uh, personally, he's at Michael Wingate on Facebook, and you would want to follow the band Dancing Madly Backwards, just type that into Facebook, and you can find him. And of course, uh, there's the uh, uh that's the Buffalo Wild Wings link that Jay put in there let me scroll fast there's um Kickstarter project the Romeo and Juliet thing uh which the link is in in all this let me see if i, I could I, it's all jumbled up i can't even read it but if you know those uh it, oh wait a minute let's do soundcloud that's i can do that it's soundcloud.com it's michael wingate cv and it's a hyphen on each but just your name will pull up a lot of uh, bring up a lot of uh a lot of links, but is there anything in particular you want to, you want to actually tell the listeners that they can go to or check you out or stalk you?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, for the summer, um, you guys, uh, anybody that wants to listen to my music, I don't know why you would, but, uh, anybody that wants to go and check out, uh, Dancing Madly Backwards, we'll, we'll be playing a lot. I mean, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us, our tour schedule will come out pretty soon. Um, and we'll let you know where we're playing. Um, we're hoping to put out, Uh, a live album at the end of the summer Um, so if you guys want to be a part of the filming of that or the recording of that and be part of a live studio audience that would be fun we're going to be posting all of that on the page Um, starting June 1st um, I'm going to be opening up a two month long Indiegogo campaign um, to try and raise money for my solo album um, which is going to be Sort of uh, not your daddy's Woodstock kind of music. Um, <laughs> so a lot of jam rock, a lot of blues rock, a lot of funk. Um, very different from Dancing Madly Backwards. Sort of my own personal spin on our style of music. Um, and any help with that would be greatly appreciated. And then after that, be doing a lot of Shakespeare. Hopefully, fingers crossed, if all goes well for us. Um, so always keep an eye out for all of those things.
2: Nice. And again, you can see him if you just do a search. You'll find him. Obviously, Jay, with limited resources, has already embedded himself into your fucking life, which is creepy. <laughs> I
4: think he's right behind me. He, like,
2: he could he's be, at the door. He's already in Western Mass, scoping you How out. Did he and find me. He's like, I don't. He's in UMass. No, he doesn't. He's not there anymore. He's now he's back in Rancho. Okay, I'll turn the car around. He's like, knock, knock. Me too. Oh my God! But yes, you can you can follow him on uh, Facebook, SoundCloud. Uh, he's got the Kickstarter programs for the uh, both the Romeo and Juliet and his uh, his independent his single album, his solo album. Uh, he's he is and has been and will continue to be michael wingate cv michael thank you so much for being a part of radio irregardless and uh i hope to i'll let you know when i'm going to be in that area man we got to hang out
4: please please do yeah thanks for having me man it was a lot of
2: fun all right have a great night mike we'll talk to you soon see you later mark all right bye-bye that was michael wingate cv ladies and gentlemen uh really nice guy sweetheart and so super talented just super fucking talented um and just tons of fun to be around. And we do. We had a great conversation up there, and we I would like to do that again, and uh, especially hang out with him and, and the boys. <laughs> it was just too funny. So speaking of hanging out, where we're going a little long, and I know Jay loves when uh, we go a little longer than we should, uh, tomorrow night, May 7th, uh, Thursday night, I will be at Chunky's in Nashua uh, doing another fundraiser. They love their fundraisers and Chunky's, and I love to actually go up there. And they're starting a new wall of comedians, so I'm going to bring up my headshot, and and sign it out. And then for you guys uh, in the local area, I will be at the Kowloon. Coming up this weekend. One show Friday, one show Saturday. Uh, just a lot of fun up there. And I got I'm gonna be up there in a couple weeks doing more stuff. And then there's another big show coming up. I'm there with Patty Ross and Matt Barry this weekend. Uh, it's gonna be just a fantastic thing. If you want to be a sponsor or a guest, email radioirregardless at gmail.com. You can even call the hotline 978-219-9294. I'm looking for people to do promos and funny commercials and guests and just things in general. And if 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 you want to be part of it, I would love to have you as that. Next week, May 13th, my guest will be Tim McIntyre. Very funny. The Reverend Tim. See you next week. This has been Radio Air Regardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless, enjoying. Radio Air Regardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2015. Thank you for listening.
0: And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden, shall be sent to a work camp.